Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of our Grom Squad podcast series around Whiskey Throttle Media. I'm your host, Brent Bowser. Before we jump in the podcast, I want to give a shout out to Racetech for coming on board and sponsoring our podcast. They're a big supporter of Whiskey Throttle Media. You can go on to racetech.com and see all the different parts and services they offer. Suspension work, motor work, and just a whole lot of other things they can do. So if you haven't had a chance to check them out, go on to racetech.com and see what products and services they have available. We're here today with SLR Honda's Jackson Pascal. What's going on, Jackson? How are you, man? Doing great. How are you, Brent? You know, can't complain. Happy to have you on. I know you just finished up at Mini O's. Before we dive into that, go ahead and give us a little bit of background on yourself. You know, where you're from, how old you are, how long you've been riding, just things that people wouldn't know about you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my name is Jackson Pascal. Uh, I've been riding a dirt bike since I was four years old. So, you know, my, my whole life, um, uh, I grew up in Colorado, um, kind of out east of, uh, the Denver area. So out there in the plains, um, yeah, I started riding dirt bikes when I was four, but, but only riding, um, I, uh, you know, did some local series stuff here and there, but you know, just the, just your basic weekend warrior out there in Colorado, just learn how to ride dirt bike, having fun, always, always went to school, all of that stuff. Um, until, you know, probably the age of 12, 12 to 14, I kind of started getting more into it. We started traveling out of the state, doing some, doing some fun races here and there. And then, uh, uh, yeah. And I, I started training a little bit more for it and, and, uh, figured out it was kind of more up my alley and something I really enjoy doing and put a lot of work into it these past couple of years. And, I made it to the point now I'm on the SLR Honda team for uh, this past 2023 season. I'll be on the team for the 2024 season race in Supercross Futures and all the amateur nationals. So it's it's pretty cool, you know, looking back where I started and where I'm at now. Yeah, and being on SLR Honda, you know, I know Mark has a really good program over there and um, it, we see him at all the off-road races and it's cool to see that he expanded to help out the amateur riders like you and Parker and and Noah and a couple other guys. and. I mean, you know, they got a good support from Honda and Monster and, you know, Fly, but a bunch of different sponsors. And I mean, your guys' bikes are really good looking. They, uh, I like Honda's, Hondas are, you know, always look sharp, but the way you guys are set up is they're, they're pretty legit. So that has to be. It's really true. Yeah. 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 yeah, They're cool looking bikes. Really cool. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. So you just wrapped up mini O's. Um, how did that go for you? Is uh, is that something that you've been there and done that, or is this your first time there? How did Minios go for you? Yeah, so this was this is the third year I've done it. I did it back on one twenty fives in twenty twenty. I want to say maybe twenty twenty one. It was COVID year. Um, did it last year and did, then did it this year. But yeah, it went okay. It was I would say it was fifty 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 good and fifty bad. There wasn't really a, a middle ground much. Um, I got a couple good results and. Supercross, I got a fourth overall. That's my first ever top five at a real major national, amateur national. So that was that was pretty cool. Another sixth in Supercross, so right around there. And then some some crashes took me out and some motos. But yeah, same thing like motocross. I bounced around. I got an eighth overall, I think an eleventh overall. So you know, one good moto and one bad moto kind of screwed me in motocross. But overall it was really fun. I'm really, really happy with uh, my speed. My speed's gained a lot recently so that's that's something cool that i really got to notice this week yeah and that's something that's hard to find right you can always be in shape but the speed is the speed something that's you know once you once you get that you know all the other pieces can come together i'm curious for you guys that race mini o's 
you know, there's that format re-race supercross, motocross, you know, the supercross. Yeah. I, I've seen it in the past. You know, it's it's not like really supercrossy, but it, it no. is at the same time. But do you like that format going from supercross to, to motocross? To I, I get why they do it, right? They want to see you know how you how you pan out in both, but. Uh, yeah. is, it, is it hard to prepare for that where you go from supercross to outdoors like in the same couple days um you know it's it's interesting um i think if if the supercross was more realistic it would be a lot more difficult um but the really interesting thing with like the minio supercross is it it is really small um and because of how many riders ride i mean you know they do they have about a hundred first motos with all the divisions Jeez. um so it's it, it's so much riding and you know the lap times i think i was a minute lap time so there's they're really really short um so there's a lot of bikes and a lot of laps put on that track and it gets really rough yeah. really really rough um so man i ran the exact same setup i ran on motocross as i did on supercross you know i played around with clickers i went stiffer i even went softer and mm -hmm. um just the way the track is like it's it's really just a small motocross track um that's that's just a little more hard packed so um so because of that it's a lot easier to kind of go from supercross to motocross i enjoyed it you know i get more racing as we go into motocross i you know all of us racers especially in that pro class have kind of the the consensus that we we all want to push for motocross a little bit more um and supercross is it, it, it can get really dangerous really quickly just because it is so small with so many guys so um yeah, we all kind of understand that motocross is really where our head's at that week. Yeah, and I can imagine having too stiff as too stiff of a setup on that type of supercross track, you just beat yourself yeah. to death. So, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, cool, absolutely. man. Um, so before we get more into you know your your riding side, I want to touch on it, touch on you a little bit more personally. So you're in, you're from Colorado. Are you still based yep. there? So you're making the trek from Colorado all the way to uh, Minios. You guys drive out there. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually based out of California now. So I had oh. an even bigger drive out there. Um, but yeah, so it, uh, yeah, it's kind of a cool situation. So the SLR Honda team is based out of California out there, kind of by Palm Springs out in the desert. Um, but you know, I live, I live a little bit more closer to the coast. Um, like, you know, out by Paula Murrieta Temecula area. Mm -hmm. Um, but Parker Ross, my teammate who you did an interview with earlier, we're actually, uh, roommates. Okay. So we live together. We've got a, uh, a buddy that's also one of my buddies from Colorado. He's a super, super cool filmer. So he lives with us too. So it's just us three guys that uh, live out there in California and ride and train and all of it every day. It's really fun. Yeah. You can't beat that, dude. That's got to be a good. No, no, sure. it's yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. So how long is it going to take you to make that trek back? Are you riding it? Do you have going solo or do you have like a mechanic or something? Oh, like no, it's, it's literally just me. Yeah. It's 33 hours uh, from the track back to murrieta california so i did 12 hours yesterday i left at you know kind of 10 i i took a nice sleep in day yesterday um but left at 10 got 12 hours in and, and yeah i'm in the middle of the giant state of texas right now <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully you have enough podcasts out there music or something to keep to make the oh good man I've been, I've been grinding all kinds of stuff getting <laughs> getting after my whiskey throttle podcast yeah there you go perfect <laughs> nice play yeah yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> cool. So I want to ask you some this or that questions that are just fun to get to know you a little yeah. bit more personal. Uh, would you say you're a saver or a spender of money? Ooh. Um, it depends what it depends what mood I'm in. Honestly, it depends on uh 
what kind of conversations I've been having with my dad recently, you know, whether, whether we've been talking about money or not, if we've been talking about money, I'm a saver. If not, I'm a spender. <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I'm a spender. I'm trying to do better. <laughs> yeah. You know, all those nice, fancy things that, you know, you're young, right? So you, you, you could do all that stuff now. You got time to, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Would you rather go back in time or travel to the future? Mm, that's a good question. I, I would go back in time. That was, uh, that's the one thing in school is I loved history class, loved it. So that I would go back in time for sure. Are you an Instagram yep. or a TikTok person? Oh, I'm an, I'm an Instagram person for sure. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm an Instagram person. So you're not getting stuck down the rabbit hole of TikTok like the rest of us. Mm, I try not to. There, it, it happens though. I mean, you know, it's hard to avoid that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Chipotle or Chick-fil-A? Oh, Chipotle. I, you know, what's funny. I literally just stopped and got Chipotle for lunch. Yeah. I can't beat it, you know, and it's all over. <laughs> nope. So yeah, that's right. That's right. If you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, you know, not worrying about calories or anything like that, what would it be? Oh man, this is, this is going to sound really bougie and this isn't me. But this is definitely my meal. I would do a filet mignon with a crab cake and mashed potatoes. I mean, that's hey, that's a real meal. Most times you hear like pizza yeah. or tacos, so can't beat. No, there, I, I can't, I can't beat that meal right there. No. And on the filet, you go, you go medium or medium rare, or don't tell medium, me. medium, medium rare. Oh, perfect. No, no, I, I ain't telling you. Well done. That's man. Parker will cook steak every night. And he cooks that thing well done, like beef jerky. <laughs> makes that's me like, really mad <laughs> yeah that's, he needs to be punished for that yeah i'm trying <laughs> <laughs> what is one of your biggest pet peeves if you have any mm -hmm. people standing in the middle of a walkway <laughs> this always this always happens in the supercross pits oh yeah people can people can never step to the side I, not like not as like a rider trying to get to the start or anything like mm -hmm. just walking through the pits everyone stands and talks in circles in the middle of the walkway so anybody listening out there if you're talking step to the side please yeah I, kind of tying that back into supercross one of mine is the people that stand in the seats they should be sitting in when we're watching the race yes yes Yes, especially when we're like five minutes into the 450 main. Like, yeah. I'm not feeling like standing up and watching the main. Yeah, I'll agree. stand up maybe the last couple laps, but <laughs> not five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So where where would you like to see yourself in five years, right? So you're writing the 250A class now. Um, yep. You know, like you've mentioned before that, you know, once you started taking it serious, you've progressed. You've, you got some support from SLR Honda, which is cool. I wasn't yeah. sure if you had any support prior to SLR Hunter or if you were doing it all no. on your own. Um, yeah, all, all on and off. So where would you like to see yourself in five years? So, you, you know, you're riding the A class. You're going to ride some futures next year, amateur nationals. Are you hoping to be pro in the next couple of years? And where would you like to see yourself in five years? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'll, honestly, I hope 2025 is my my uh, my first year full pro. But yeah, five years. Honestly, I would love to be racing the 450 class in five years, especially as a championship contender. I'm a big guy. Uh, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that listening that do know me have seen me on a bike. I'm about six foot four. I'm and about 180 pounds, so I fit the 450 a lot better. So I'd love to get through the 250 class quick and the pros and make my way to the 450s and. So hopefully in five years, I have a lot of experience, a couple years of experience in the 450 Pro class. That would be the goal. Yeah, I didn't realize you're 6'4", 180. Yeah, so on a 250, you're yeah. definitely, 
definitely down on some pushing power. It. Yeah, it's pushing it. Yeah, yeah. And I can't. Yeah, and you're, you're just ringing that thing out. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of second and third gear in that thing. Yeah. Uh, have Have you ever had a time that you wanted to quit and just be, you know, just be a normal kid? And if so, like, what kept you going? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting story. Kind of there. There were two points. Um, first year I ever made it to Loretta's, I was 11 years old. Um, I only made it in one class. Went to Loretta's. I putted around. I fell 12 times in a moto, um, including the sight lap. Uh, <laughs> and I think I ended up 36th overall in the nine to 11 class out of like 38 kids that finished or something. Um, and I was like, man, like, I don't know. I don't know if this is for me. So I took like probably six or eight months and just played local baseball, you know, went to school, whatever. And was like, nope, this is, this is lame. I gotta, I gotta ride dirt bikes. And so, you know, that kind of got me back into it, but you know, it was good for me to see the other side of it, right? Like the grass is always greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you just can't replicate the adrenaline motocross, but then, uh, yeah, last, last year, Loretta's B class, um, really tough moment i was never gone a top 10 at loretta's um last year i guess not last year year prior so the year before i got on slr um i was sitting with a like a 11 9 i want to say or something in the schoolboy 2 class um and, and it was kind of working out i was sitting like seventh or eighth overall going in the third moto got a decent start. I was in like probably 12th. I was in a good enough spot to get a top 10 overall. And, uh, I honestly just quit. Like I gave up that moto, um, putted around, ended up like 20th. Uh, yeah. So this, I mean, this is be, me being pretty honest about it. Um, yeah. And I came back just flabbergasted would be the word with myself, like just un not yeah i couldn't really understand what was going through my head um yeah like all i'd ever really wanted was a top 10 at loretta's at that point and i kind of blew it um so i took a couple months after that still rode obviously but um that was the that was the moment where i decided you know if i wanted to ride dirt bikes for fun and do other stuff or if i wanted to go 100 percent in and and give it everything i've got to become a professional motocross racer and we're sitting here a year later with uh, an amazing SLR Honda ride. So I went all in after that, but, um, yeah, there's always those moments I think for everyone, for sure. Yeah. And I would say, I think, you know, I'm older and, but I raised it up, not at your level, but I think we've all had those moments. Maybe, maybe you had so much pressure on yourself that you just didn't know if you could do it. And so you, uh, you we, I think we've all been there in the middle of a race where you're just like, okay, I don't know if I could do this, you know, and you, you have to decide yeah, at that point, whether what, what you're going to do and, it's the worst feeling afterwards because you're like, man, I just, yeah. you know, why did I do that? Or, you know, why did I put myself in that situation? But I think no, it yeah. could be yeah. a stress on yourself. So you got picked up from SLR Honda. Um, when would yep. you kind of say your breakout started where you started to get noticed? And then how did the SLR Honda thing come about? Did you did you know Mark or did you know the team or was, did they reach out? How did all that come together? Yeah, Um. so... I mean, to be a hundred percent honest, I'm still waiting for my real breakout ride. Um, but you know, it all, it all comes with time. I, you know, I'm not really sure if there's a, a real breakout ride, you know, if that's really a thing, I, I think it comes slowly. And, um, but you know, like I, I, uh, like I said, when I was 11, I barely made it to Loretta's and got 30th, but 
the the really cool thing as I look back is every single time I've raced, I've done better than the previous time I've raced. Um, so you know, I've I've just slowly gotten better and and um, slowly gotten better and better results. Um, but honestly, the really cool thing is, um, Chris Kiefer, who I'm sure a lot of you guys know, he's SoCal, he's amazing test rider, um, mm-hmm. racer X, pulled Mexico, you know, all that stuff. Um, but uh you know he's he would be considered like my second dad like you know he's he's part of my family and so it's been really cool he just knows so many people in the industry and uh that's honestly been a huge part of it is is you know getting rides is getting results and and who you know yeah um and so chris chris has been an incredible person in my life to introduce me to people and he introduced me to mark and and mark and i and my dad just got to talking and and talked about, you know, if there was even, even a chance, like I had no, I had no desire really to be on the SLR Honda team. I just didn't think that was possible. I just mm-hmm. was like, Mark is, can you give me some contacts? Like, can, you know, whatever, right. Anything. Yeah. Um, and you know, we just kind of talked it through and, and he, he, you know, ended up offering a, a spot on the team is honestly really, really cool and really surprising. And yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it came about just uh slow slowly working up to that point you know we all we all know it uh you have to you have to grind to get to where you want to yeah and you know they say yep. contacts equal contracts in a lot of the ways yeah, it's that's right? that's really true um yeah and, and true. you know obviously putting in results matters too but um it, yep. and also how you carry yourself that all all that accumulates to those types of things but that's cool and i mean i'm sure you had to have been pretty stoked where you guys are doing it on your own and now um uh, like i said before you know you roll up and you see your bike there it's you know an awesome looking bike and it's, you know it performs very well really cool. and you have a team behind yeah. you you know it has to be yeah it's a cool feeling to show up and know that you have some good equipment to race on no absolutely i mean it, yeah the, uh, the first thing i told mark when he offered that was that was that's a dream come true absolutely and so you did supercross futures this year um yep 2023 and like you mentioned you know, with your racing, you, you know, you got better with each race and I don't know how much supercross experience you had prior to the supercross futures. Um, but again, you did three of them and you got better at each one. And you know, the final round, you got eighth in Salt Lake city. How was it transitioning to supercross? We all grow up racing moto our whole life. Then it's like, all yeah. of a sudden, all of a sudden you got to be good at supercross. Right. So it's, I didn't know how much, yeah, that's, yeah. how much experience you had with it and, uh, what, how do you feel on supercross is it still pretty scary or are you getting more and more comfortable yeah yeah i've uh, a little bit of experience i would say i've had on it um kind of since super minis colorado has zero real supercross tracks which is unfortunate um but you know super minis i've I've raced like you know those kick arena crosses and stuff and and i've always enjoyed doing the arena crosses and and i had i had a lot more natural talent in arena cross and supercross than i do in motocross um i think that's just a big part of my body and just being tall, like mm-hmm. it just comes a little more naturally. Um, so, you know, I've had a little bit of uh, experience with the arena cross stuff. And then when they did the Supercross futures in, what was that? 2020, I want to say um, for everyone on the Sundays after the race, mm-hmm. I did, I did probably four of those on super minis. I ended up winning um, the Arlington super mini futures class, which was super cool. Yeah. It's cool. Um, so I, yeah, I had a little bit of experience coming into it, but not not at a big level for sure. And you know, the level that we're all of us riders, you know, in my age group and my class are at right now, 
is really, really high. I mean, we're, we're one notch down, I believe yeah. from, you yeah. know, the best 250 guys, like it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty close. So it, it definitely took me a second, um, when I really started working at Supercross in California with the team, probably definitely a couple months. It was, it was definitely after Anaheim too, um, where I started feeling comfortable at the beginning for probably the first three months. It was, uh, I was nervous every time I went to the track. It was just scary. Um, but I mean, at the, at the level I'm at with it now, I enjoy it so much. I love Supercross. Um, and it's, you know, Parker and I have slowly progressed at a bit of the same rate a little bit. So that's been fun. Um, so, you know, we both kind of talk about it and we, we both have gotten comfortable in Supercross this summer time. So we're at the level now where we can push, we can look for those, you know, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.1 seconds a lap where before we were just looking to get the triples and yeah. that's really it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, coming in 2024, I'm so much, so much more comfortable on supercross than I was last year. Yeah. Yeah. They always say it's, it's a, uh, it's a lot easier just to ride supercross in the race. So if you, you know, at first yeah. you're just trying to get yeah. the jumps down to where now once you get more comfortable, you can really push and, and, you know, be comfortable and lower the lap time. So that that's going to yeah. be a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. So now that mini O's is over, you know, we have, you know, a little over a month until Anaheim and probably before yep. the Supercross Futures kicks off. What are your plans? Are you any more races that you have planned? Or are you going to now transition to getting ready for Supercross Futures? Oh, yeah, I'm all I'm all Supercross grind now before Futures. Um, but I'm a I'm a big fan of racing anyways. Um, I think it's good for me anyways. So um, I'd love to do some uh, some arena crosses to get ready. I'm not 100 percent sure which ones yet, but uh but that's what we did last year. We did the Prescott Arena Cross, which was, I think, still scarier than the Futures because that was the same weekend they uh, canceled Oakland last year. So there were some privateers showing up, and it was gnarly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd love to do some Arena Crosses before Futures this year. Maybe Loveland, Colorado. That's a local one for me. It'd be cool to go back to and do that. But uh, but yeah, really just getting we're getting back on Supercross and, and putting in some work here before Supercross Futures. Cool. Yeah, and one other thing I wanted to touch on too is, you know, I mentioned Mark's team. You know, they have a big presence in off road, and I asked Parker yeah. this too. He, I, you guys raced some of the off road races with those guys, and I'm yep. not sure how many or how much off road Grand Prix experience you have, but what is it like when you go out there and race those hour and a half, <sighs> two hour races? <laughs> oh man, it's it's it like uh, I would describe it as a different sport, honestly. Yeah. Um, like it's a, it's a whole different skill level. It's a whole different, um, fitness level. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, like not necessarily they're fitter than us. It's just a different, it's a different in shape than, uh, than motocross. Like it just is different. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely difficult for me to switch back and forth, which kind of surprised me. I really thought I was going to be better at it. Um, I've, I've done two of them and they haven't gone really super great. I've been top. 10 i guess in both so it's okay um but uh man they're just so gnarly like their pace it is just insane how fast those guys can go for an hour and a half or two hours i mean it, it really it really is just so impressive and a different way of riding a dirt bike than i ride it like it, it's it's truly a different style it's really cool it's it's super good for me to do it yeah, I know they're fun and I raced moto for a long time and switched off road. And I think those guys just, 
they just they've been doing it so long they know what the suffer is like at that you know yeah that hour mark where they have to pit or what 45 minutes in or whatever and yeah yeah and and that's one thing I, you know a lot of the moto guys that go into it i mean you guys are obviously fast um so you go into it thinking that you know you should be able to do fine but those guys just are they're so used to riding that and their intensity the whole race and it's 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 pretty eye-opening honestly it is um, yeah it is uh, you know, and shout out to Cade. I know he's, you know, injured right now and he's part of the SLR Honda yeah. team and family and that dude yep. rips off road and, you know, wish him well. And hopefully, you know, everything turns out, um, better than the situation he's in now. So I just wanted to give a yep. you know, shout out to him and Mark and everybody for, for all the things they did, you know, to get him out of there and you know, that, that yeah. wish, don't wish that upon anybody. So, um, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. We're all, we're all praying for Cade. Like it's, it's a tough situation, but but he's a he's a, he's a strong dude. Like he, yeah, he's he's gonna come out of this for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, cool, man. A um, couple more questions I want to ask you. Um, you know, for the younger kids listening to this, you know, trying to make it to your level one day, what is one thing that yeah. you would share with them that you wish you knew at that age that you know now? Well, that's a good question. I would say like there's two two words that I would focus on, and that's patience and focus. Patience being. You don't need to all you don't always need to be the fastest guy on the track. You don't need to be winning national championships on 65s. Um, it's cool too, and there's a lot of fast kids that are fast now that were fast then. Um, but it's not always the case. There's also a lot of kids that were winning back then that are not winning now. Um, or not even racing now because they got burnt out. Um, so have have patience. Like remember to always enjoy the sport because it is a sport at its true level. Um, it's a hobby. It's fun. Um, we can turn it into a job and most of us want to turn it into a job, but it is really just a sport and you need to have fun with it. Um, so yeah, have patience and, and have focus. Like if, if you're committing to it, commit to it. Don't just put the work in at the track like that. That is 10% of it. Um, you got to put the work in 24 hours a day. Um, no matter what, whether it's sleep, eat, recovery, you know, hanging out with your friends, not hanging out with your friends, parties, whatever it is, right? Like if you're going to do it, you got to be fully focused on it. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, that they want it so bad, but, it, you know, deep down to the, they really know if they're putting in the work to get to where they yeah. want to or not. And I think that's what makes the difference. And, and two, and like you said, but yeah, you have some kids that, you know, are prodigies from five years old and, you know, they, they're guaranteed a spot they get to pro and it doesn't always pan out and it doesn't have to work yeah. that way. You know, you see guys like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like even like Ryan Dungey, right? Like obviously, you know, he got picked up at the end as a B rider with Suzuki, but he was never the dominant guy. And, um, yeah, right. hundred percent. You know, you have a lot of these guys that come out like Justin Cooper and, you know, older and they turn pro older and maybe they're not as burnt out and uh, you know, they're more hungry. So there's not a blueprint yep. on how it has to be done. You don't, again, you don't have to be, you know, the winningest amateur rider to make an impact. That's right. Games. So, yeah, that's right. Ha yeah. Have, have patience. Like if it, if it's going to work out, it's going to work out. Just put the work in. Yeah. No, that's a good, good perspective to have. Well, Hey man. Yeah. I uh, appreciate you jumping on and talking with us a little bit. It's been cool to get to know you more and you know, it, hear you know just your perspective on things so before i let you go i wanted to give you a chance to give a shout out to the people who make it happen for you yeah absolutely thanks for letting me come on um 
but yeah, like we talked about so much, huge thank you to the the whole SLR Honda team for giving me this pretty rad opportunity to to be a part of this team and and get to put in work with everyone and go get some results hopefully. Um yeah, Mark and Sean and Carlos, Juan, they're they're all uh, they're all really super awesome. And just Honda in general, they they do so much for us and it's obviously an amazing company to be a part of. They did some incredible stuff this year with undefeated and everything like it it, it was it's really cool to be a part of that company. Mm-hmm fly racing i'm i'm really loving the gear i love the people at the company they're honestly awesome like their family they do so much for us it's it's pretty they're they're good people monster army always a lot of support from them sketchers they give us really cool shoes and also support the team so much but the shoes are awesome and i love wearing my sketchers around at the track and stuff it it (laughs) makes me really happy every time i get to wear them there's a lot of people aboard this team it's pretty rad yeah, definitely. You guys have some cool sponsors and you might have to, uh, you know, drink a couple monsters on, on the drive back. So uh, I think <laughs> yeah, you that's just, real. I think you deserve it after the, you know, the week you can, you can have a yeah. few of them. It won't be a big deal. Yeah. Might have to throw those Java's in. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Well, cool, man. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate it. And yeah, uh, you know, stay safe and healthy, you know, prepping for Supercross next year. And yeah, man, we'll have to catch back up next year and, and we'll definitely keep an eye on, you know, how you've been progressing. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Brett.